I'm Jessica, and this is Homecoming, finding yourself in life's little moments. So, dear listener, it's been a couple of weeks since I've done my last podcast, and it's interesting because I'm beginning to feel that these are almost like diaries, like diary entries. And, you know, it's so easy to think that some experiences are less important than other experiences and so on, but what I'm feeling is that really, as soon as I turn this recorder on it's almost like a door a window a door can open into whatever it is that's going on so we often I think and I can speak just for myself judge that what one is experiencing what I'm experiencing is somehow not important but I have to start by saying that I think whatever it is that one's experiencing that one is feeling that one's experiencing within themselves or outside of themselves, what's arising from the depths of, of your being is significant. And, you know, it's, it's something that I think is probably more and more vital for us to realize these days, because as I'm observing, and as I myself know in my own life, that it's easy to become sort of sucked into the, and I'm just going to say this for myself, and I've been doing some research on it, is that the whole world of the internet, of this, of the world of social media, of, you know, is not a benign world. And I say that really with a kind of sense of almost humility, knowing now just how pervasive it is, number one, and also not really fully understanding what the future of this is going to bring. Maybe nobody, none of us know yet what the future of our interconnected world will be via the Internet. But I have to say that here where I'm living in Australia, I was taking a ferry about a week ago, and I had an interesting observation. I was just watching because I actually don't have a phone. I don't have an iPhone. I don't have a phone that's connected to the internet. So all my phone does is to text and receive calls and make calls, and that's it. But I was sitting on the ferry and I was observing how almost everybody was engaged in something online. So their heads were down, everybody's head was down, and looking at their cell phone, their mobile phone, except two people. Looked like perhaps it was a, they were related, maybe a father and daughter. What was interesting to me is that the two of them stood out because what they were doing, they were reading a book together. And as I was sitting at some distance, not too far from them, but I sort of glanced over and I could see that that book was kind of like an interesting sort of comic type of book. It was a serious book, not just a comic book, but it was something which had pictures and drawings and, and kind of cartoons in it. It looked sort of interesting, almost like it was literary and cartoonish at the same time, but in an interesting way. So anyway... These two people stood out to me because the sense of them, and I was watching them very carefully, was completely different to everyone else that surrounded me who were looking at their cell phones or, you know, talking on their cell phones or whatever. These two people 
had a kind of sense to them of being present. It was as if the feeling of their being was completely different to everybody else's. And I was really marveling at that because I actually found myself enjoying sitting in their proximity because I felt like they were there and I was there and there we were. Now, I really don't know in the end what to make of all this because I find myself sometimes disheartened, I frankly have to say, at the fact that unlike how I think it used to be even just a few years ago, everyone seems engaged in something that's not actually in the here and now present tangible place, you know, where one is. And I think that's really, really significant, that it's somewhere else where one is engaged in what one is engaged with is somehow somewhere else or connected to something somewhere else. So the here and now is, I think, kind of sad. I don't know. I mean, I sense in my own self a sort of sadness because sometimes I'll say hi to somebody or somebody will be walking or or something, but it seems like there isn't the kind of engagement with what actually is occurring in the here and now, in this place and time. So maybe in the end, the the entire realm of, of the internet, of social media, of everything that's happening now, will somehow open out onto some new horizon, which reveals something really whole and good. But I think in order for that to happen, we're going to have to probably become conscious of the effect that it's having so that we can become, in a sense, masters of it. So that we can choose and say, okay, I want my life, I want my experience, I want my relationship to what's around me, to the people that are around me, to the places in which I live, in which I I visit and walk and inhabit and love to go, to be those relationships to be of my choosing, you see, for me to be able to say, I am going to connect in a way where I am the master of my attention, of where I put my attention. Now, it's really interesting because some of the things that I've been hearing and reading and listening about, these are social scientists and people who are doing research and even the people who are creating the apps, the applications that are becoming consumed, you know, en masse, that are going out there and engaging people, whether they're video games or social media apps, etc., are actually not allowing their own children to use these apps. They're not allowing their children to even have a smartphone. And the people that I'm hearing starting to speak about their research around all this are making note of the fact that the very inventors of what is now being consumed on a mass scale effect, who know the effect of what it is that they're creating, inventing, and so on, and putting out there, they're actually protecting their own children from it. I think that's really significant. You know, what we do, a friend of mine, a wonderful person has said to me, you know, his name is Daniel, and he is somebody that has has helped me in my own understanding of how I navigate my own life. He's been an enormous friend, and I'm very grateful for it. Um, but a friend of mine has observed that 
the most important thing that human beings have is their attention, the quality and the fact of their attention, their attentiveness, what it is that they're focusing on. That is, in a sense, our unspoken, invisible, and yet entirely powerful facility, capacity, ability, um, aspect of us as human beings. So Einstein, you know, Niels Bohr, who was an amazing physicist, Edison, you know, all these people, Darwin, all these people, Marie Curie, you know, you think of anyone, Joan of Arc, anyone who stands out in history exerted the weight and the force of their intention and their attention to manifest something that they may not have even known in advance what exactly it was, but they had an intention to go into something. They were driven. They were compelled. They had a singular expression of their being that was focused in a direction. Artists, the great artists, you know, the great photographers, the great writers, all of these people had to exert their attention, their intention, their effort, their blood, sweat, and tears to achieve something. Any of the great sports men and women who have achieved incredible things, and anyone else, any other of us who have done whatever we've done, it has taken something to achieve that, to get us from A to B, to a B that might not yet be known it's taken something. So for me, it feels like the mastery of our attention of who we are is to begin to say, okay, I have to realize that how I spend my moments really matters. And that what I'm reading is that the people who are producing the applications and so on, all of the social media stuff, all of that, are drawing, they want our attention to be drawn to that they have devised all sorts of algorithms and so on to achieve that. And I think, oh my God, it makes me feel unsettled to know that. And I feel it in myself, that sense of a kind of need to kind of go go and look, go and look, go and look, go and look, you know, on Facebook, et cetera, et cetera, go and look. And, you know, I don't yet know what to make of it all, even, you know, from the point of view of what I'm experiencing, because I myself have posted things, you know, I feel that there's a meaningful, a sense of meaningful connection, I think. I just heard somebody say, somebody who's really quite well known in his field say that he doesn't use social media at all, and that hasn't stopped him getting his work out at all. So I'm beginning to wonder, you know, about that possibility and that reality and that truth that maybe this whole thing that that I do, you know, that, that one does actually in the end doesn't necessarily need a kind of ongoing engagement with social media to make it work. Maybe there's some other thing that's present, and this is my intuitive sense, is that there's some other thing, some other force, some other presence, some other sort of um, grand design that is going to enable us to put out the things that are important to us and that it will somehow get known without us having to pay the price of giving up our precious moments just looking you know sort of passively almost I'd say addictively you know looking 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 on that screen so these are the things that are really crossing my mind and 
I feel very passionate about it for another reason, which is that I work with a lot of children. And children, as I can see from my own days and times, you know, my own experiences working with them in music, and also what I'm reading and what I am hearing social scientists say, and again, the people who are developing and inventing these apps, saying, you know, they're recognizing that that developmental period is absolutely critical. That's when the brain develops. That's when so many of our functions and functionalities develop our abilities, our sense of ourself, our sense of our social identity, of who we are individually and in relationship to others. That's all, you know, all these things get formed in those really precious years, especially of teenagerhood, which is apparently sort of from like 10 till up to 22. I mean, it's a long period of time, and this is what I've read and this is what I understand, is that that developmental period, that critical development, brain and the brain and the body and the chemistry and um, hormonal changes, everything that happens in that period of time will determine that person for the rest of their life. So we really don't know the effects. This is a grand experiment, which kind of scares me, you know. We don't know the effects of what's going to happen for children who are spending all their time looking at their phones, looking at their iPads, looking at their computers. We don't know what the effects of, of that are going to be down the road. We really don't know. How is it going to affect their ability to problem solve, their ability to relate to a wide group of other people, people who are maybe really different from themselves? How is it going to affect their sense of themselves in every way? How is it going to affect their psychology? You know, How is it going to affect every aspect of their being? We have no idea. So, you know, I've heard that the people who understand about this actually, as I said before, don't allow their children to use social media at all. They keep them completely off of it. And I think that's incredible, you know, because it's really, if anyone is able to begin to have any perspective on this, it's probably, this is a guess, but I think it's probably true, it's going to be those people who have had the benefit of a sort of traditional, normal, not app-driven early life that they can then say, okay, I know what it's like to be on the internet, I know what it's like to be off the internet. I can make a distinction. I can feel the, the, the two different processes in, in myself, you see. So I, I'm aware of that even in my own experience because I also, like everyone, you know, I feel like I want to go and feel compelled, go onto Facebook, go, you know, look, even look at emails, look, 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 you know, and see. And they talk about that giving us a dopamine, which is a, a biochemical reward. It's part of the biochemical reward system in the, in the human being um, that we get that kind of reward for, uh, you know, for doing that when, say, somebody likes us or somebody, you know, sends us a, you know, a message or a comment or whatever, you know, it, it fills us with a kind of feeling of, of joy and of fulfillment and so on. 
But that's what's addictive about it because it's not connected to the here and now where there's like a mutuality. There's something where you feel back and forth. You know, when I sit with a kid at the piano or anyone at the piano or if anyone has ever had that experience of playing music with other people or even just with oneself, right, the feeling of that experience is one of just utter joy. It's complete. There's no addictive dimension to it. It doesn't make you feel, oh, you know, I'm not whole if I can't have this the next minute, you know, or the next. It doesn't operate that way. It actually gives a complete feeling of of wholeness, of a sense of coming home to oneself, you know. So these are the things that I'm really thinking about, and I'm happy to share this with you listeners. Of course, this will go out on you know, on my website, on iTunes, you know, all those, all those kinds of platforms. But I have this feeling that I'm really starting to think about, okay, what is my relationship to how I put what I do out there? Because I think that that conscious choice is essential for my own well-being, my own sense of, of mental health and, and, and sense of, of happiness and of joy and of well-being. All of that is really important to who I am so then I can actually bring that out through what I do you know otherwise I feel like I'm sort of depleted like I'm walking around like a kind of shadow of myself so as I sit on the sandstone rock dear listener overlooking the ocean talking about these things you know I'm grateful to be able to share this with you and uh, I hope that it's of some value I've posted links with this podcast of some of the things that I've listened to and discovered and you know and perhaps this will help be illuminating in some way that could be of meaning but oh my gosh I really think now we need to spend as much energy trying to figure out what all this means as we do actually surfing the web and looking on Facebook and Instagram and all that we actually have to figure out like all these incredible people Einstein and Marie Curie and Pablo Picasso and Joan of Arc and all these incredible incredible people in history we're the ones now who have to figure out what does this all mean rather than being driven by it I feel like our mission now as they said in Mission Impossible you know our mission if we choose to accept it (laughs) is to become really conscious masters of the technology that has now arisen in our lifetimes and to be able to use it to be able to use it rather than to be used by it so that is really what I'm thinking and with that I shall bid you adieu from this beautiful place and uh, wish you very very well okay thanks so much for listening take good care bye for now bye